Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. Oh, what's up, you damn dirty diggers? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Monday, January 17, 2022, and this is episode number 402-ish. A Barry on deck. Thank you guys so much for joining. Hey, happy Martin Luther King Day uh, to all of you out there. Um, for me, no day off. I hope a lot of you are having a day off. And if you do, I hope that you're remembering what this day is about and maybe do some reading or some research and educate yourself if you haven't. Uh, uh, but it is a good and necessary day, in my opinion. And um, so, yeah, I... Uh, for me, I'll just say this. Uh-oh, hold on. I'm trying to switch my, my thing back there. For me, growing up, especially in high school, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was a guy I studied, I read about, I learned about, I uh, admired. Uh, you know, people always ask you that question. If you could have lunch with one person, dead or alive, who would it be for me for a very, very long time? Uh, it was Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, so I, I appreciate a day. In fact, and, and we were going to do... So this week we were going to start um, Mom Monday and my mom was going to join me on the show today, uh, but unfortunately she was unable to do it this week. So we're going to carry it over into next week. So next Monday, uh, Jenny, his mom's going to join me on the show and uh, yeah, so we were going to do it this week and this week would have been cool because she probably could have told you guys the story uh, back in the day. Uh, in high school, there were there was this movement going on while I was in high school where they were starting to recognize Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, or Martin Luther King Day as a holiday. And I went to the school board and petitioned to get time off. And uh, it was a whole thing. And they were like, who's this crazy white guy doing this? Uh, but I just felt like it was important and necessary. So I invite you to take a moment for the day. This was my um, the, the my one of my favorite quotes of his which is injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And, and basically that just means if you turn a blind eye to what's going on, that's wrong uh, in that situation. And if there is injustice going on, then it's a threat to justice everywhere. It's a threat to just the way we operate in general. So, <clears throat> excuse me, not a COVID cough. I hope uh, it's getting more and more risky out here, but Hey, we got a big show planned for you today. Busy, busy day. We got wild card weekend. We need to discuss I'll be honest with you. I spent way too much time working on the graphics on this show and not on the content. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to need you guys to carry me today. Okay, chat. It's on you. If we're going to have a good show today. You're going to have to carry it. Uh, I want to say what's up to everybody that's out there watching on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Make sure you click subscribe. It's totally free. 
Uh, make sure you click the thumbs up and like the video if that's what you're doing. If you're not liking it, then I don't know why you're here. Uh, what's up to everybody on Podbean? We got three folks listening over there live. Actually, four, it looks like. Four listening live over there. Eric Rasen, Destructor, Driver Pookie, and Titan Hugo. Uh, and then on Twitch, we are live. We got six viewers on the Twitches right now. And uh, I imagine we'll ramp that up a little bit more possibly. So if you're on Twitch and you haven't followed yet, make sure you give me a follow. Uh, a lot more content coming. And eventually, folks, eventually, the show will be moving full time over to Twitch. So if you're not on Twitch yet, you want to continue to join or, or enjoy uh, Barry on Deck, I invite you to go to twitch.tv forward slash uh, Barry on Deck and give it a follow and we'll be there. Jerry Taylor's over there. Say, what's up, Twitchers? Uh, yeah, Cherry said, yay. Eventually, it's just going to have to happen. That's just, look, with all the raids and everything else that uh, Friday, I realized this is a necessary thing and a good thing. So we're going to eventually move this show uh, over to Twitch. Fochizi uh, followed. Appreciate you, buddy. Fochizi followed about an hour ago. Billy Keller was the f last follow before that two days ago. So let's get to it. We got a lot to do. Uh, let's start with what we always start with, right? Which is the greatest decade in the history of the world. Yeah. Come on. My guy, my buddy, my pal. Greatest decade in the history of the world. First like, first super chat, first in the chat. Good job, buddy. Thank you so much for getting in early and starting the show. I'm showing these decades how to do it, D-Mata. I appreciate you. You, my friend. You are the greatest decade in the history of the world. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for showing. I appreciate everybody that shows up early. But, you know, there's a special place in my heart for somebody that gets here early. Put him who down for a triple crown. that guy? Yeah, who the fuck is that guy? D-Mata, buddy. Thank you for being here, man. Much appreciated. Uh, what is this? Katie said, I bet Twitch could make a better set of clock management than that shit show in Dallas. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Uh, we have a we have so much to discuss. Now, I got I to gotta tell you, I missed some games. I chose not to watch some games. Um, so this is why I say partly I'm relying on you guys. Okay, let's just help me, uh, just tapped in. We'll see. What's up, Playboy? Let's do the rest of the chat real quick before we move on to the rest of the show. D-Mata was here early. Steven, the weather guy is in. I've got his weather update at the break at the top of the hour. So look forward to that. Terrence J, what's up? John Dory, what's up, famo? Good to see you, buddy. Walt is here. What's happening, dude? Alan Denson, Tony Garza, you handsome son of a bitch, you. Uh, who else is here? Flip, what's up, fam? Donna, my sweet Donna, how are you? Justin Swinford. Uh, Demata is king. He is king for the day. Joe Pro, what's up, Playboy? Y'all, Joe Pro lives the best life. I'm not gonna lie. Juan, what's up, fella? How about them Cowboys? Oh, listen, I'm gonna tell you. I know today's chat is going to be contentious. It's going to be a lot of people nitpicking and and a lot of people getting feelings hurt. So just brace yourselves, folks. It's gonna be it's gonna be like the red red. Uh, what was it? The red wedding. I kind of feel like that's what it's gonna be like. Just a lot of a lot, of, a lot of crazy shit happening. Uh, see? See, there it goes. Philip, heartthrob. <laughs> Aaron J. Bryant, what's up, baby? G-Man, truck driver Pookie. Uh, Jimmy G, what's up, fam? Y'all, Jimmy Garoppolo in the building. He's an island boys, greater than cowboys. I don't know why I know that song so well. I probably shouldn't have watched that video 8,000 times. Cece, I love you, sweetie. I'm here for you. If you need to talk, 
Just let me know. What's up, Charles Garza? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Jen. Hey. Oh, by the way, Jen, I got to talk to you. Uh, Christopher Hart messaged me. and was like, hey, where are we at on the uh, nonprofit? I was like, damn, this is a kick in the ass I needed. He goes, let's go. Let's go, buddy. So, Jen, I'm going to set up a meeting. Me, you, and uh, Mr. Hart going to get after it, okay? Mimi, what's up, memesters? How are you, sweetie? Eric Resendez is in the building. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? I got Flip Ray. What's up, homie? Uh, I was enjoying some of Ray's whiskey this weekend. It was an all Lucio uh, back porch night with my sister-in-law, Nancy, bought me a cigar. Ray bought me the bourbon. My wife bought me a fancy glass. Uh, what's up, Rudy Rod? What's up? No, not even close to second famo. Maybe on Twitch. Definitely not on the tubes. Uh, who else is here? I, I kill. What's up? Okay, that's that's scary. I'm not fucking with you. Scott Ho, what's up? Richard Vales and Clarence. And I got Cherry already. Hey, guys, what's up? All right, let's get to it. Let's start the show. Uh, we always start with our sports headlines today. Today shall be no different, so let's get into these sports headlines. Now, see, I told you I did the graphics a little different. I I have it now so that I'm on screen more. This is going to make it easier when I cut highlights that I don't have to worry about. Well, I wonder if people can see or not see or know what I'm doing here. Uh, your team isn't there, so sit your ass down. Okay, gosh. Don't listen. I don't want I don't want no fights happening in the chat. Right? Be aggressive. Be be aggressive. No 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 actual physical confrontation threats. All right? I don't want to ban anybody. Here's your sports headlines for the day. Novak Djokovic could be barred from the French Open if you haven't been following. What's been going on with the Joker? Is that what we're calling him? Jokey? Jokes joke 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 jokey joke? No, we're not. We're not doing that? Okay. If you haven't been following, basically, dude's not vaccinated, doesn't want to get vaccinated, trying to play tennis in a bunch of countries that aren't letting people in unless they're vaccinated. Australia, he missed the Australian Open. What's crazy is, at first, they were like, all right, you're good, we give you a pass. And then they were like, no, we're not, get out. And they kicked him out of the country. Now, it appears, it appears, he may not even be able to play in the French Open. So now you got to make those decisions, right? Do you want to play tennis or do you want to hold true to your values? I think that's the that's the decision you have to make. Uh, the officiating crew from the Las Vegas Raiders and Cincinnati Bengals game, well, they're not going to be asked back for another game this season. They've screwed it up royally. We'll get into a little of that. That's one of those games I really didn't get a chance to watch. Uh, but apparently there was a blown call that we'll discuss and, uh, yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit. Woj is saying that Kevin Durant was going to be out four to six weeks due to a sprained MCL. And, uh, look, Brooklyn, Kyrie's back. They're, they're, they're trying to figure out ways to get Kyrie to play in New York, including maybe even paying the fines and just being like, yeah, whatever. But then people are like, not so fast. That's not how it works. You can't just agree to pay the fine and then violate our health codes for the state and the city. So it's going to be interesting to see what Brooklyn does. I haven't even checked. I'll be honest with you. Haven't even checked the standings. I've been watching some basketball, not a ton, uh, super head down and uh, mainly just been consumed by football. Like most of America, Brooklyn's second right now in the East, a half game back of the bulls. I know the bulls were rolling, but I didn't think that Brooklyn second heat, third bucks, uh, fourth, and 76ers fifth in the East over in the West, if you care. Suns first, Warriors second, Jazz third, Grizzlies fourth, Mavs fifth. Uh, the Rockets are um, dead last, uh, if you were asking. 
Uh, all right, back to the rest of the headlines. So, KD is out, going to miss four to six weeks, but Brooklyn's so deep, man. I don't think it's going to matter. Warriors are going to be without Draymond Green for at least two weeks. So, that sucks. I saw earlier that it might have been more. Uh, so, they might get off lucky if it's only two weeks that he misses. So, there are your sports headlines for the day. Ah. <sighs> So let's, um, told us that it's not our fault. Your team isn't worth human emotion. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm just going to let you go in the chat. Listen, I got moderators. Don't, you know, like don't, don't threaten physical violence. Other than that, talk your shit. I don't care. It's sports. We got to deal with it. So be it. So let's, let's talk some, uh, oh, by the way, I don't have the, I'm going to put the, I'm going to try to put the pod bean chat up so that I don't miss you guys chit-chatting over there i i, I want to get the pod bean uh included in this i feel bad because you guys are over there listening like everybody else but you sometimes get ignored so i'm gonna try to make that happen so confusing uh truck driver pookie said i heard the intro music but didn't hear the triple crown winner music but did hear the headlines music okay yeah i've got to work on it there's a, I, there's something there's a switch I forget to set that I'm gonna have to set on like when I do new stuff. So I've got to I always forget to do it though. Uh, all right, so let's talk games. Let's talk. Uh, do we want to go in the order that they were scheduled? Let's see what was the schedule this week. Bengals uh, Raiders was first. Mm, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk Bengals Raiders first, shall we? Uh, Bengals beat the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, 26 to 19 on Saturday. Um, I didn't watch this game. And the reason I didn't watch this game I was, I got a, so earlier in the week, this is, I'm going to get off track for a second, but I, I promise you this is, the payoff will be worth it. I, I guess. I don't know. Don't be surprised if I'm off track. But um, earlier in the week, like Monday or Tuesday, I get a Facebook message uh, out of nowhere. And it's a friend of mine from high school. His name is Marcellus. And Marcellus is like, yo, uh, well, he just sends me a friend request. And he was one of my best friends in high school. Like our crew of five, it was me and Dante, my foster brother, uh, Dunye, Corey, and Marcellus. That was, the five of us were inseparable. Where one went, we all went. If one stayed over at somebody's house, we were all staying the night. Every All the parents called us their kids. Everybody was mom. Like we were inseparable. And seeing these dudes, I mean, obviously my foster brother passed away, but I hadn't seen Marcellus, Dunye, or Corey in 30 years and I get a Facebook friend request from Marcellus out of nowhere. Super excited. Sent him a message. I was like, bro, what's up? I'm so glad you did. Can we have, you want to get together and have some drinks and catch up? He's like, absolutely. So Saturday we met and uh, we had drinks for probably five or six hours and dinner and talked and caught up. And it basically happened through the entire Bengals Raiders game. And it was so much fun and he's killing it in life. And I'm super happy for him. But I ended up missing this game. So you'll have to forgive me. I'm not as versed on this game as, uh, as I probably should be. Uh, but I can tell you I'm rooting for the Bengals for the rest of the playoffs is what Katie said. He said, I'm rooting for the Bengals for the rest of the playoffs. I'll tell you what, they're a fun team to watch. 
Uh, they are definitely a fun team to watch and definitely a team it's easy to root for. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like uh, you don't feel like you're like if you root for the Patriots or you root for the Bucks or you root for some of these teams that you feel icky. Some of you, I'm not saying me because I've been I was rooting for the some of you may feel icky if you rooted for the Cowboys. I don't feel like the Bengals are one of those teams, unless you're maybe a Browns fan. Jen probably feels icky uh, rooting for the for the Bengals, and I don't think she would. But I'd mean, be like Eagles fans, right? But Bengals get the job done, 26 to 19. If you don't know, when you saw the headline and we talked about, there was a uh, one of the or the the officiating team in this uh, game wasn't going to be allowed back. Apparently, Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds. There was an con- issue with a continuation whistle. They blew the whistle early. They allowed the play to stand. It was a touchdown. Bengals going to win by a touchdown. It was obvious that the whistle was blown. They still let the play go. You apparently you could hear the whistle on the broadcast. It happened early enough in the game that it 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 should not have been an issue. Um, but when you lose by a touchdown, you know, if they would have lost by 10, I think it's a moot point, very much so. But when you lose by a touchdown, and there was an obvious blown call by the officiating crew that results in a touchdown. You have a real and legitimate argument to be upset. And now the the saving grace is you had a whole half to make up for that. It wasn't the last play of the game, right? Like it wasn't the fail Mary. It wasn't uh, any of that stuff. Des caught it, all that shit. I mean, they had a whole half to get after it. Um, I was looking or I wanted to look at the, so turnover wise, I was trying to see what did they do in the second half? If you go play by play, this is always interesting to look at. Um, all plays, where's the third quarter at in second quarter. So in the second half after the play, right? So I want to say this was when they went up 20 to six. Was that when the, uh, when the whistle occurred, was that the Joe Burrow pass for, Joe Burrow passes short to Uzoma. Uh, yeah, okay. That was probably the the pass. Yeah, it wasn't early in the game. So right after that, Raiders go down and score a touchdown. The half ends. And then the second half, the Raiders go punt, field goal, field goal, interception. And you, you had the ball four times in the second half, and you got a, you got two field goals out of it. So that's kind of on you. That's kind of your thing. Now, again, if you got gifted, you, you can't guarantee that on that play that, that they inadvertently blew the whistle early. You can't guarantee that they're not going to score. But it did result in a touchdown and wasn't overturned. So that's a that's still an issue. Um, all right, was the chat saying? Perry said, I'm not rooting for the Bengals. They stole our slogan. It's who that, not who day. Um, uh, actually it's who gives a shit. That's the correct slogan there, Perry. Uh, Potch gaming said the whistle was, let's get back up here. Potch gaming said the whistle was blown like a half second before the ball was caught. It was a late whistle. If it was for him stepping out of bounds. Okay. So still a boo-boo by the officials, a mess up. And I saw E. Resendez on, um, on Podbean said the officiating was bad all weekend long. There was some there was some bad calls, but look, I mean that's going to be the case quite often. 
uh, in these games. Everything is scrutinized way more than a game that you're not watching, that the whole NFL world isn't watching. Um, but yeah. Donna said, I'm only rooting for the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know that I've ever been that guy. I'll be honest with you. Or gal. I wouldn't have been the gal, but like, I I appreciate that, you know, Donna, you're invested in LSU like you. So when Joe Burrow goes on to the NFL and does things, you're naturally you're going to root for him. And I, I understand and appreciate. I've just never been that guy. Like when Johnny Manziel went to the Browns, I wasn't like, well, I'm going to be a Browns fan. I didn't give a shit about Johnny Manziel. I also thought he was like a pompous, arrogant ass. But maybe if I liked him more, like I don't even root for Mike Evans. I don't give a shit. I'm not rooting for the Bucks because of Mike Evans, but I get it. Um, so look, it's, and that's Joe pro said the Raiders can't be too upset. They overachieved. Well, that's part of the problem though. Joe pro, if you feel like, if you feel like you were screwed out of a touchdown or a call and you fought your ass off to get this far, you certainly don't want to lose or feel like you lost because of officiating. You want it to be on your own merit, right? You want to go out on your shield. You want to you want to lose fair and square because we got beat by a better team. Spoiler alert, they did get beat by a better team. It's just unfortunate that you have the 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 weird call happen in the middle of all this. So, I I get what you're saying, but uh Sean said I caught I caught a few of the Bengals games and it sure seems like they get the benefit of a lot of calls. Okay. Oh, no, that's not what I said. I was replying to Perry. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, always bad calls. Just ask us Saints fans. Here's the thing. Every team is going to complain about calls. Literally every team. I bet you, I bet you Bucks fans, win or lose, are bitching in Tampa Bay right now. They're trying to take out Tom Brady. The Eagles is dirty. Going after his knees, pushing him over, roughing him up, giving him the business. Every team's gonna complain about bad calls. That's just that's just the nature of the game. Basketball, football, baseball, whatever. You know, Astros fans bitch about the strike zone all the time. So does every other team. So I bet you if you did the research, if you really did the research, there's always going to have to be a team that is the victim of bad calls more than others. But there's also going to be a team that's the beneficiary of bad calls more than others. But I, I honestly don't think that there is a, a mindset of, ah, we don't, we want the Bengals to succeed and we hate the Raiders. And we hate the Saints. And no, I mean, they might hate the Saints. Bounty Gate was a black eye on the on the league. That's true. How said no better duo than fans versus officials. It's it it is true. Like it is it absolutely is true, but it's just not there. It's not I, it's not as bad as you guys think it is, at least. My opinion. Um Okay, what am I doing over here? All right, so I didn't even look at the box score, really. What did old Joey B? Joe Burrow was 24 of 34 for 244 yards and two touchdowns. It's a pretty solid day. Didn't get a lot of rushing. Mixon only ran for 48 yards on 17 carries. Uh, Jamar Chase had three carries for 23 yards. 
Carr threw for 310 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Darren Waller was the leading receiver for the Raiders, seven catches, 76 yards. Jamar Chase, nine catches for 116 yards, no touchdowns. He was targeted 12 times. I guess we know who the favorite is. Uh, Tyler Boyd caught a touchdown for the Bengals. Like I said, I didn't really watch the game. I look at the box score. I don't think anything really stands out. If I go to team stats, uh, two turnovers for the Raiders, none for the Bengals. That's probably the difference in the ball game. If we look at back at the play-by-play uh, after, let's see. Hey, let me share this here. Resize scenes. Bada bing, bada bang. So if we're looking at this, and then again, I'm I didn't watch, but you go fumble to field goal. Okay. So after a fumble, they they convert that into three points. You go interception in the game. Okay. So just the one turnover resulted in three points, and the last one was towards the end of the game. So there you go. Not not too shabby. I mean, a fairly clean game. And look, I, if I'm not mistaken, that last, if I watched it, did I, because my memory is bad. If I'm not mistaken, that throw was at the goal line. That interception was at the goal line. So it's not like the Raiders didn't have a chance to tie this game. If, if Derek Carr doesn't throw an interception at the goal line, no one's bitching. If that's a touchdown, then, oh man, they almost screwed us, but they didn't. So... And I get it. That's not how that works. But you had a chance. You were still in the game. Total Dallas said, bad calls will always happen. Every team will eventually be affected. Just play well enough to be above it. Yeah. What's up, Braxton? Good to see you, buddy. Braxton said the rest from this game were whistle happy and supposedly wanted uh, and supposedly won't officiate any more playoff games. Yeah, that's what I said uh, during the headlines. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not supposedly, they're definitely not. That crew is not going to officiate another playoff game this postseason. I don't know what's going to happen to them. They'll probably all get reprimanded or some crazy shit, but, uh, yeah, they, they will not be back, uh, during this postseason. So by the way, um, your playoff schedule has been set. Let me, let me grab that for you. If you were curious, here's the playoff schedule. So let me see. Let's get Saturday. Cincinnati and Tennessee will play at 430. And then San Francisco and Green Bay will play at 815 on Saturday. On Sunday, it is either the the winner of the Rams Cardinals will play Tampa Bay. And Buffalo is going to play Kansas City at 6.30. So that's sad. That's Sunday at 3 o'clock and then Sunday at 6.30. I tell you what, if you look at all these matchups, um, whether it's Rams-Cardinals versus the Bucks or Bills-Chiefs, and then you got Niners-Packers and Bengals-Titans, that Bills-Chiefs game is probably going to be the best game of that weekend at least, maybe the playoffs. I'm super excited about this. I feel like at this point, if if the, I mean, look, the Bucks, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Packers are probably the four teams we need to see in the in the in the Super Bowl in order to get two of the best teams in football in there. Now, who that's going to be, I don't know. Whether it's Green Bay or Tampa Bay, any of the Bays, good for me. I think they're two the two best teams in the uh, NFC. 
Same thing with the Chiefs at this point. Whether it's the Chiefs or the Bills, pretty sure if they advance, if the Titans don't upset them or you know something crazy doesn't happen, the Bengals don't upset them, pretty sure we should get the best team, one of the best teams from the AFC as well. So, uh, Perry said, I'm rooting for the Rams to lose on a shitty call from the Rams. <laughs> Fair enough. You wouldn't want Packers Bucks? Oh, oh, just the just the game makes you sick. Eh. They're that good though. What you gonna do, fam? They're that good. Let me break this out here. I gotta bust this out also. So like, oh my gosh, what just happened there? Slow down, mister. Don't be getting so rambunctious over here. Sorry, I'm just trying to make it to where I can see all my stuff. The These windows are getting out of hand here now. Because I've got the pod bean and I'm trying to keep that chat as well. Raiders need a wide receiver to help Carr out. That's what Eric Resenda said. I mean, yeah, they probably do need a wide receiver, but uh, tight end, Waller. Pretty damn good. Um, he functions as a wide receiver a lot of times. So, um, all right, let's get to an, another game. CC said, just not the bills because of AJ. Let's go. Let's go. I ain't even mad at you, CC. Uh, Justin Swiffer said, I think the Bengals are the right, uh, are right where the chief, what the hell is going on with this? I think the Bengals are right there with the Chiefs. They put in week 17, and I think the Titans will be good litmus test to see if they're contenders. Okay. I wouldn't be so sure that the Titans don't win that game, if we're being honest. I got to tell you this. Um, well, let's just go ahead and get to another game. We did Bengals Raiders. If you ranked the games, if I made you guys rank the games, was Bengals Raiders the worst of the, or the, the least ex- the least watchable or was that maybe chief Steelers or bucks Philly? I feel like there was a pretty good game between the Bengals and the Raiders. You got to hats off to the Raiders for holding up. Pot said Bengals Raiders was the best game. Oh, of course. That's the one I miss. Of course. I enjoyed the bills game for like ass whooping purposes. I enjoyed that. Um, oh, I just realized I, I didn't change the title of these slides. That's funny. Uh, let's just talk about this debacle of a game. We'll do this one next since it, the title of it is correct. Sunday, my team was the 49ers. I dig that biggie. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sean said, well, no, this is a good, this is a good, I'm so confused as how the Titans are good. One defense, two, that O-line. Three, they can run the ball. And Ryan Tannehill as a game manager does a heck of a job. And there's times when Ryan Tannehill will go off. In fact, where does he rank amongst passing? I mean, we know they're a run-oriented team. He's not going to be, I just wonder, like, passing efficiency-wise, where Ryan Tannehill would rank amongst, uh, let's see. We don't want, we don't want uh, postseason. We want regular season. Let's pull this bad boy up. Here's your regular season. Twenty 
total yards. So there's completion percentage. Let's see, Ryan Tannehill was 16th, dead ass middle of the pack in passing yards. Completed 67% of his passes, which is pretty damn efficient. Joe Burrow had 70. Kyler Murray was 69. Aaron Rodgers, 68. I mean, that's, that's pretty strong. If you ignore Bethard and Henry and Pettis. Uh, but yeah, top 10. It's not bad. About the same as uh, Tom Brady. QB rating, not as good. Lower third of the league, I guess. But here's the thing when, especially with total yards. When you got a a run-oriented team like the Titans, it's difficult to keep yourself in the upper echelon of passing leagues in a pass-happy league. Because all you got to do is just hand the ball to Derrick Henry or anybody back there behind that line and just go get them. And that's a tendency in an offense, and it's built that way. What's up, B. Hannon? What's up, fam? Good to see you, boy. Um, so I so look, I to be 16th with that running team, it's pretty damn good. In fact, that's really good. So it's not like they're balanced necessarily. They're still a very run heavy team. But um Oh, good. Fields is 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second coming, right? Um, But I think what the, the Titans do well is they manage the game well. They're going to keep your offense off the field. And when, when your offense is on the field, they're going to get after you on defense. I mean, Vrabel's team is disciplined. They You talk about, you know, everybody talk about how, oh, well, yeah, look how the Texans play so hard for David Culley. A lot of good that did him. But this, this Titans team, man, they ball out for Mike Vrabel. They love playing for that dude. And they may be deficient in certain areas. I tell you, though, and I said this before, one thing you got to worry about with the Titans, they're a big team. Some teams like the Chiefs want to go fast, right? They're going to Tyreek Hill you to death, and they want to go fast. But I don't think necessarily the Titans are built for speed. But they're big. Derrick Henry, probably the biggest back in the league. A.J. Brown and that receiving core, they're just these monsters of men. So they're not going to try to out-quick you, but they're going to out-physical you. And they're really good at that. So these little corners that you got, 5'10", speedsters trying to cover other burners, good luck. Just get mush-faced and pushed down and... yeah. So I, I think that that's the dynamic for that the Titans bring to the table. And if I was, you know, to answer your conundrum of why are they good, that's why. They're big. They're physical. They can play defense. They can run the ball. They keep your offense off the field. They're disciplined. And they play hard. But I'm with you. I'm like, I just don't see the level of talent there that screams number one seed in the AFC. But there they are. There they are. Uh, Virginia Bill, what's it? Button we said it's why cards went big to stop run teams like the Titans. Yeah. Absolutely. What's up, Jesus? Oh, snap. Buddy, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to hear you caught the COVID, dude. Take care of yourself. 
Um, I hope you were vaccinated or, or, or something, but that sucks, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. Speaking of, I want to take a second and, um, I think it's kind of well known and I don't want to put his business out there, but, uh, one of our own, one of us is going through some shit at a level few of us have had to deal with this year or even since this show's been around. Uh, But I want to take a second and send my love and support to heartthrob, Philip Barnard. Uh, Philip Barnard. Uh, He lost. I'm not going to give away. It's, it's, It's up to him to tell you the details, but he lost someone near and dear to him, very close to him, and is my heart breaks for him. And loss is never easy to deal with, especially with someone that's as close to you as this person was to him. And Philip, I'm here for you, buddy. The deckheads are here for you. If you need help with services, if you need funds, if you need support, if you whatever it is you need, uh, you let us know and we got you. Okay, and I want you to know that, and I mean it, and I'm serious. If whatever you need, we're here for you, and 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 we, I mean, this is a community, dude. We has always been a community, and we take care of each other. So, CC said it best. Yep, love you. All right. Okay, so uh, let's see. What is that? What is that? Rip to what? Oh, rip to. An inch and a half. I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what are we. What are we talking about Bill Peel? What are you talking about? What's why are we bringing an inch and a half into this? Yeah, Amos has a, a a pretty good point. The only sketchy talent on the the Titans is quarterback. But see, I don't even think he's sketchy, dude. Ryan Tannehill is the new Joe Flacco, maybe, or the new uh, uh, Trent Dilfer, or the new Alex Smith. You don't need Ryan Tannehill to be great. You need Ryan Tannehill not to suck. And Ryan Tannehill is great at not sucking. So there they are. Eric Rosina on uh, Podbean said, I put 50 bucks on a bet that we usually do in our family. 50 bucks, you pick the Super Bowl, and if you win, you get 300 bucks. I picked last Monday Bills versus Niners. A lot of people are high on this Niners team, and I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, so Philip there, he shared, he said, it's okay. I lost my wife on Saturday. We can get it out there. It is difficult, difficult. I could not imagine. I absolutely could not imagine dealing with the loss of Nora. This is my soulmate, my best friend, my, my, the love of my life. And I, I've been with her since 98, 24 years. And I just can't imagine what you're going through. And that's why I say, buddy. Whatever you need, man. We got you. Okay. We definitely have you. Uh, Slinky YT said the Bills took the Patriots soul on Saturday night. It kind of felt like that. I don't know if they took their soul, but they certainly let them know that, hey, remember how you used to do us? <laughs> this is payback, bitch. I hope it I hope it hurts. I hope it does I hope it doesn't feel good at all. How said Ryan Tannehill reminds me of pre-injury Chad Pennington. 
No. I mean, it's not bad, but I'm going to say no. Chad Pennington was an ass, dude. Ryan Tannehill's not ass. <sighs> Clarence is out here shooting shots. <laughs> Josh, oh snap, look at the new digs. Anchorman Barry over here looking professional. I'm going to log on one day and see my boy in a suit and tie. No, 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 no. I just zoomed out. That's all. Just zoomed out. Just zoomed out. Nor and I, in fact, we were talking about these stupid ass doors I have with the window that brightens everything up. Um, I'm going to, I was trying to get a shade, like a pull down shade to cover those doors. But the problem is the stupid door handle right there gets in the way. So I can't even put a shade over it. So I'm either going to have to get like barn doors on the outside or the smart glass, which is 85 bajillion dollars. So I don't know what to do. I could get like a film that I could put up and take down. That's all I need. More shit to show prep on. That's all I need. No, thanks. But yeah, we're, uh, we're making moves here. We're, we're slowly, but surely I'm trying to, we're advancing the cause, uh, hooligan, and it's great to see you, man. It really is. It's great to see you. Uh, what's up, Crystal? Okay, now let's get back to the games. Let's get back to the action. Who else we got? We got to discuss. Let's go ahead and get Chief Steelers out of the way. Let's go ahead and get this game out of the way. That was an unadulterated ass whooping. This game was really never in doubt from the jump. And, I mean, they had to play this game, but I think we all knew. I think we all knew where this game was headed, right? Let me pull up the box score here for you. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> The Chiefs were up 21-7 at half, end up winning 42-21. to Pittsburgh musters three touchdowns from the second through the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I, what do you say? I mean, look, the Steelers backed their way into the playoffs to begin with. This isn't a team that I thought, oh, man, they're the, the rest of this league is in trouble. You know what? This wasn't like the Giants wildcard team where you're like, oh, shit, they might. They might make some noise. I mean, T.J. Watt did his best, but he was out there fighting with one arm tied behind his back. So, I mean, it's just, and it's, you know, one dude uh, up against a juggernaut offense, and you just weren't going to stop the Chiefs. So, I just, hey, I appreciate that, Philip. Philip said, I like Barry set up better than half the stuff I see on FS1. Well, I'm going to clean it up. We're going to get better. We're rolling. Uh, looking at the box score, let me let me pull that up. Looking at the box score for this game. Because we can. Mahomes throws for 404 yards. What? 30 of 39. Is that any good? Is that good? I can't tell if that's good. Is that good? 30 of 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns, one interception, 133.8 rating. Big Ben goes out like a soldier. 29 of 44, 215 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and 92.5 rating. I just, it was just too much. There were, you just weren't, there was no way that Steelers offense was going to hang with that Chiefs offense. Defenses be damned. 
And the Chiefs might be a little, uh, that Steelers offense and Big Ben put up 21 on us. No big deal. They're fine. But yeah, overall, Chiefs rush for 106, throw for 406. Pittsburgh rushes for 56, throws for 215. It just really wasn't close. It just really wasn't a close game. Clarence said this game was like uh, the beginning of Rocky IV when the Steelers came out swinging and scored first. Suddenly some guy screams something in Russian and they were dead. <laughs> I mean, that first quarter, nobody scored. And you're thinking, uh-oh, uh-oh, slugfest? No. I mean, not slugfest. Um, what is it? Yeah, slugfest. Back and forth defensive battle. It's a 9-6 to six game. And the Chiefs were like, we're good, fam. We're good. Yeah, and Slinky said all of Big Ben's yards were garbage time. Look, Big Ben's last half of his career has been garbage time. So it's only fitting that the last game and his production was the same. And I, I, I argued anytime somebody would talk quarterback in the last 10 years, they would talk about the elites and, you know, you got Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. And I would always make sure that we included Big Ben because he really was one of the four or five best quarterbacks in the league for a very long time. Now, not recently, uh, certainly not recently, but there was a stretch where Big Ben was elite. Big Ben is going to be in the Hall of Fame. And Big Ben off the field awful uh was he an attention whore absolutely not a COVID cough but you cannot deny that he was a hell of a quarterback for a very long time very long time what did I say Walsh had five touchdowns in 10 30 of game time wow really I didn't realize that was a thing that's insane that is insane. I guess if you add it up, right? Let's see. Well, they got that fumble for a touchdown, then another touchdown. Yeah, boy. Oh, they have the drive there. 29 seconds, 243, 458, 32 seconds. Jeez, 447, 42 seconds, 457 was their longest drive. That's crazy. Listen, I'm telling you, man, the Chiefs, now that they've got that defense figured out, I'm not saying that they're unstoppable, but I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to bounce them out of these playoffs. But I'm excited. I'm super excited. Good Joe Pro. Hour two switcheroo. Hopping over to the to the Twitches. What's up, player? Uh, by the way, if you are on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Totally free to subscribe. And, uh, what the hell? It just cut out. The ding didn't last. Yeah, totally free to subscribe, so make sure you do so. If you're uh, watching on Twitch, make sure you hit that follow button. Totally free to follow, and I promise I'm going to get these alerts set up. I promise. I promise. Tom Brady sold his soul to the devil. He's going to collect 10 years of retirement. Oh, after. Okay. I don't think so. I think Tom's just doing his thing. Yeah, I agree. Flip said first ballot Hall of Fame. I think so. I think so. I, I, in fact... Let's go look at Big Ben's 
career numbers. Pro football, not talk, reference. Let's look at his numbers. Let's just take a little gander, shall we? Let's do that. I got a lot of windows open. I have a lot of... Oh, it's all these damn... Gotcha. Okay. Let's do that. Oh. Nothing to my damn... Oh, there we go. So many tech problems. So let's go. Um, Leaders. Passing yards for a career. Let's do that. Let's take a look-see here. Where does big men fall? Five. The only, the only, the only quarterbacks. Let's see if I can fix this so you guys can actually see the damn thing. There we go. The only quarterbacks with more passing yards than Big Ben is Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre. Right now. Obviously, there's going to be some guys that might catch him later, Aaron, depending on how long he plays and whatnot. But Big Ben, top five. Passing yards all time. Uh, let's see. Passing touchdowns. Roethlisberger is eighth all time with 418. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Joel said no breaks. I like it. Oh, we're going to take a break in just a second. I do have to pee. Uh, but I wanted to look at this, and then we're going to come back and talk the rest of the games. And then let's see one more. Uh, let's see. Do we want... Ah, let's see. Completion percentage, yards per pass, no. Let's see. Passes completed, no. Longest pass, no. Passing touchdowns, we got yards, attempts. Oh, let's see intercepted. Where's where's Big Ben? Y'all think he's top 20? Oh, he's 22. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, when you play that long, you have that kind of longevity. Yards per pass completion, pass attempts per game, adjusted yards per pass attempts. Here we go. Pass completion percentage. Let's see where he's at all time. Oh, uh-oh. Hey, well, you hate to see that if you're the Texans. Deshaun wants a number one all time. Mm. Drew Brees, two. Look at all these. Well, that West Coast offense is a bitch, ain't it? Roethlisberger is 17 in completion percentage. There you go, House. Let's go, buddy. Chad Pennington, House's favorite quarterback. There you go, fam. Number eight, all-time completion percentage. Chad mother bleeping Pennington. All right, let's do this. Let's get to a break. I'm going to go pee, get a refill. We'll come back. We're going to talk the rest of the games that we haven't covered. I'm going to talk about the newest sensation taking over the interwebs. Might be one. Oh, Uh-oh. we got a little Texans news for you as well. I can't believe I closed those out. I didn't mean to do that. Damn it. Oh, well, if I need that slide again, we're screwed. All right, fellas and ladies. Uh, we come back. We'll talk a little Texans. We'll talk um, Cowboys, Niners. We're going to talk Bucks, Eagles. We're going to talk Bills and Patriots. And uh, I want to talk about this new game on the internet maybe we can play it together it could be our daily thing i don't know it's called wordle i'll we'll discuss all of that right after this break don't go anywhere steven the weather guy our resident weather expert here on barry on deck is going to give you the local houston forecast so stick around i'm back right after this break less than five minutes i'm just going to pee i'm gonna grab a diet coke 
I'm right back. Don't go anywhere, you raggedy bitches. Don't leave me. I'm coming right back. This is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavinex. Stick around. Hey, deckheads. Steven Music, a.k.a. Steven the Weather Guy, here with your BiffNet forecast update. Well, we've got an up and down week coming up. We're going to start off the week today with uh, highs around 65 degrees. Uh, tomorrow it's going to go up to about the mid 70s and by Wednesday we'll be pushing 80 degrees. Um, after that, we have a cold front that's going to come through. It's going to be a pretty strong cold front. Thursday, temperatures are going to come back down into the, into the 50s during the day and there may be a little bit of rain. Uh, Friday and Saturday, we may be barely making it to 50 degrees, maybe in the 40s all day. Uh, and those nights we may be down close to freezing at night. Uh, so like I said, an up and down week coming up. There has been a few hints of maybe some winter precipitation, maybe north of here uh, late this week or this weekend. I don't think it's going to get into town. I don't think it's going to make it all the way here uh, if it happens at all, but just something to just want to let you know. Um, so stick around after the break or go fuck yourself. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't can go have sex with your persons. It's not a nice way to say it, but you know what that means. Uh, all right. So thank you to Steven, the weather guy for the local forecast. I need to start remembering to tweet that out and include that in my content rotation along with whisker Wednesday each week. Uh, Steven should dress like cheetah from ABC 13. Uh, Hat, 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 Okay, I mean maybe so. Let me tell y'all something. What my raggedy ass wife said. So, by the way, I was late today, later than normal, and I get it. And I was focused on all my fancy new graphics, like on my uh, my my slides here. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to step it up, and there's just not enough hours in the day, so I'm. I got 
into it and lost track of time. But also because my wife is home today. She's still having, having some issues, some physical issues that she was unable to return to work and I'm still taking care of her. She's much better though. Excuse me for the burp. Um, okay. Titan Hugo said no break audio on Podbean. Okay. I got to write that down. <sighs> Fix break audio. But you do get the show intro, right? Okay. So I was a little late, you know, with the wife being home, it throws things off a little bit. Okay, heard the trail, real good. But that's just, just an excuse. So we started late, 12, 212, 213, something like that. Didn't start on time. We've been going for 57 minutes. So yeah, we started a little late. So went to go pee and get a drink and just yelled into the bedroom where the wife is. I was like, hey, you okay? She's like, I'm good. I said, all right, let me know if you need anything. I said, man, <laughs> that first hour flew by, didn't it? She goes, you didn't do an hour. That's why it flew by. You cheated them. Why don't you shut up? Why don't you shut up? And then she laughed at me. Robert said, LOL, he's writing it down like he will remember to fix it. You raggedy bitch. Look at that. I'm going to fix all of that eventually. Okay. I'm going to fix all that eventually. Slowly, but surely I got my wife is ruthless. Let's <laughs> BB dub. said that's goat shit. She's, she is ruthless. No hour. Sorry, Barry Scaminac. You shut the, shut your whore ass mouth up. Nora out here speaking the truth. Listen, I need you all to kiss my ass, okay? All right. Um, let's get into this. This one's going to sting a little bit, folks. I need everybody to take a deep breath and relax. Don't freak out. A team that I thought was ready. I thought they were them boys. I thought. I thought. I thought this team was a Super Bowl contender. I really did. I thought this team had the wherewithal, had the gumption, had the offensive and defensive mindset. I thought this team had what it took to really make some hay in the playoffs. I felt like they could have surprised maybe the Bucks or the Packers. Turns out, they couldn't even beat the 49ers. And if you're a Cowboy fan, I am sorry for you. And let's talk about it. I do not think, and despite the outcome of this game, you will not be able to convince me that the San Francisco 49ers from person one to person 53 on that team is better than the Dallas Cowboys personnel-wise. 
So we can start with the end. Let's just start with the end. We'll open it up. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion and anger and angst and everything else. And we'll talk, where do you go from here, Cowboys fan? But let's just start with the beginning at the end. I don't understand the play call. That does not make sense to me. And Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and everybody that's in the little circle, that's in the huddle, can come out and defend the play call all they want. It was the right call. Except it wasn't. It's never the right call when it doesn't work, first of all. We can all agree on that. If it doesn't work, it wasn't the right call. The right call is the call that works. This didn't work. You didn't have enough time to make that call. And I asked the question on social media because I was curious to see where Cowboys fans mindset was. And I asked, did the Cowboys deserve to have one more untimed down? Should there have been one more play? And the reason I asked is I saw some people saying, Hey man, the referee didn't do his job. The, uh, the, the officiating crew, they took too long to get to the ball. They took too long to get it set. I, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of the rule. It makes sense. But Tony Romo was like, yeah, somebody has to lay hands on the ball from the officiating crew to reset the ball before a play can happen. It cannot be done by the players. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Now, if we want to argue, did they take too long? Did they not do their job properly? Should they have been in a better position to reset the ball knowing that this is a playoff game and that there's 14 seconds left on the clock and we can have that discussion? I'll probably disagree with you. But you would be surprised. I thought for sure. This was going to be a clean sweep on my Instagram story at Barry's, uh, excuse me, at Barry on deck on Instagram. But I thought this was going to be a clean sweep. I thought there's no way that we're going to get uh, more votes, but we, but we absolutely did get votes. 80% of you said they shouldn't have got another play, but 20% of you said yes. Now, I don't know if that's you speaking with your cowboy's heart or the truth. But this is what it boils down to. And this is the point of me asking the question and being able to talk about it on this show. If you think they should have had one more untimed down or one more play because the referee didn't get in position and he didn't get out of the way fast enough and reset it and he's fumbling and this, that, and the other. Well, then that begs the question, why did you make that play call? Why did you call a running play? They only rushed three. So you knew, uh-oh. Middle of the field's going to be open. They're just guarding the, 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 the end zone for a Hail Mary. Okay. Understood. But if you're going to run the ball, don't run to the middle of the field either. Maybe start up the middle of the field and angle towards the sidelines. Get out of bounds. Also, you got to know how much leeway do you have to run? Is it 20 yards? Is it 30 yards? When do you need to get down? Maybe you go to the referee and say, hey, we need it. We might run the ball here. I'm going to need y'all to be ready to reset the ball for us. But the best course of action is to throw the damn ball. You have 14 seconds left. You don't run the ball in the playoffs with your season on the line with 14 seconds left and take that chance. You absolutely cannot do it. If you guys want to blame anybody for this loss, it is absolutely Mike McCarthy and the OC. Kellen Moore.
It's absolutely 100% on them, no questions asked. Players have to play, but the coaches decide the play. Now, maybe this was an audible. Maybe it was a, a during a timeout, they pull Dak over and say, listen, we're going to run a Hail Mary. We're going to run all go. We're going to run just five go routes. But if they if they rush less than, if they rush three or two, just run, man. Get as many yards as you can and spike the ball. And so maybe he gets, sets up, gets up to the line, he sees that they're only rushing three, and he takes off. But at the end of the day, there's too many variables in that play. You've got to know how many... First of all, it's a run play. Clock's going to continue if you run up the middle and don't get out of bounds. How many yards is too many yards? Right? If you run it down to the 10-yard line and get tackled, you're definitely going to be out of time. So you got to know what's the margin of time to be able to, to spike the ball and clock it and have one more play. You've got the 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 the, the other the other um, variable is the uh, the officiating crew and getting there on time, and the the O line and everybody else getting set. There's too many variables at that point. You've done this to yourself. You have no choice, no choice, but to take some shots to the end zone with 14 seconds left. You could have taken at least two more shots to the end zone. And I get it. There's probably a 5 to 10%. What is the Hail Mary percentage? I wonder what it is. What percent of Hail Mary throws convert? Hail Marys, just how improbable are they? This is back from 2015. If the range is 30 to 39 yards, you've got a 10% chance. So, uh, wait, what is this? Scramble and plays that meet above criteria are ignored given that 403 games out of 70 are uh, broken down by distance from the end zone. Oh, no, that's not that's not the conversion. How successful. On f- so, so where were they at when the ball was placed? Let's see. I want to see where they were at. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. What, what were the odds that they had at least of completing it? Let's go NFL. Schedule, Cowboys, play-by-play, the last play. Um, so, shotgun Dak Prescott up the middle to San Francisco, 24-yard line for 17 yards. Dak Prescott spiked the ball to stop the clock. And then that was, uh, let's see. So, this, so when they started this drive, they had 32 seconds left. And they were at the 20, then the 40, then first and 10 at the 50, then second and one at the 41. So they were at the 41-yard line when he took off running. On passes between 40 and 49 yards, and this is very fringe, right? You're right at that 39-40 range. Let me, let, me, uh, let me pull this up here. Hold on. Let me uh, do that. Let's take a look-see here. So this is this is how, how successful Hail Marys are. If the Hail Marys between 30 and 39 yards on 41 attempts, 14 of them have been completed for six touchdowns. Four of them ended up inside the 10. 
Uh, 40 to 49 yards, there's been 65 attempts, 10 of them completed for three touchdowns. So you're right on the borderline of somewhere in the neighborhood of, I don't know, four to five touchdowns, maybe completing 12 for every, for every 50 you throw, you're going to complete 12. You roughly have a one in five chance. Okay. So let's think about that for a second. You roughly have a one in five chance of making a touchdown on a Hail Mary throw around the 40, just based off those numbers from 2015. And Total Dallas, I saw your super chat. I'll get to it, buddy. Thank you so much. Add that to the queue. So you have a one in five chance and you have 14 seconds left on the clock. So you have at least two more chances at a Hail Mary. And so if your chances are 20% of scoring a touchdown on 65 attempts or, or, or I mean, from 40 yards on basically 50 attempts, it's a 40% chance now with the each of, if you got five, if you're, well, if you got two attempts, two of five, you got, you got, you're, you're increasing your odds versus just running it. Maybe it's not 40%. It's still 20%. But if you get two cracks at it, I just think it was the bad, uh, the wrong call. I think it was a bad call. I think it was the wrong call. I don't think for you cannot run the ball there. They were only forty yards away. Exactly, they were on the forty-one yard line. You cannot run the ball there. You're not on the thirty-five. On the, you're not on their thirty-five. You're not, I mean, this, this, it just did not make sense to me. If you've got 30 seconds left, I get it. 14 seconds left. They say the average play takes about six to eight seconds to run, depending on how far it is. So even if you, it takes seven seconds to run a Hail Mary from the 40, you still have two shots at it. And then, and let's be real. The Niners did an awful job defending that last drive. An awful job. They gave them way too much. I started having flashbacks of the Oilers versus the Bills. Like, well, they're just going into the prevent defense, but man, Romo called it out. He's like, they're just not guarding the sidelines at all. Dallas was doing whatever they wanted to get out of bounds until that last play and until that last call. But the Niners weren't really handling that drive all that well. Mike McCarthy got cute. And I think at the end of the day, I'm curious... How many Cowboy fans would like to see the Cowboys move on from Mike McCarthy? And would you like it to be Dan Quinn that takes over if you want him to move on? Who do you blame, Cowboy fan? That's what I want to know. Not even worry about moving on yet. My question for the chat is who do you blame for that loss yesterday? Is it Mike McCarthy? Do you blame the offensive coordinator? Do you blame the referees and the officiating crew? Do you blame Dak? Do you blame Jerry Jones? Do you blame... Touchdown Jesus. Are you blaming Satan? Are you gonna are you blaming Tom Brady? Like who do you blame, Cowboy fan, for that loss yesterday? Because somebody is responsible for it. Somebody's responsible for it. Uh let's see. Aikman was all butthurt that Romo got the Dallas game and not him. Well, tough shit, Troy. There's a new sheriff in town, and it ain't you. Flip said the fourth quarter was like watching your husband have his third drink in the past 15 minutes and watching him humiliate himself. <laughs> Paul said, Barry, they live and die with the run, LOL. I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, He held the ball with a defense sub. No, no, he didn't. 
He didn't hold the ball while the defense subbed. He reset the ball. There was no substitutions. The only time you hold the ball is when the offense subs so that you can give the defense time to also make an adjustment and a substitution. Otherwise, it's not fair. You can catch them running on and off the field. That's the only time the ball is held by the umpire, I'm guessing. Is that who it is? So it's not that he held the ball. It's just that, according to Tony Romo, what they said, and it makes a lot of sense, and someone from the officiating crew, usually the umpire is the one that has to place the ball for the next play. They're the one that says, this is where you got to. This is the the yard line achieved. Next play. You can't just, players can't just set it down and snap it. And Romo made another great point. If you're Dak, you don't just set the ball down. You find the umpire and you hand it to him. Now, where was the umpire? Was he back there lollygagging around? I don't know. Maybe he's a Niners fan. Uh, What else? Just throw it to Pollard and let him go for the end zone right away. Half the Niners defense was guarding the sideline. That's the other thing, too. Uh, Dak isn't going to have nearly as, as good of a chance of getting out of bounds or breaking a tackle. And I get it. Dak's your guy. Dak's the guy. There's plenty of other options, though, I think. Uh, Clarence said he couldn't get out of bounds because the Niners were playing deep hash, protect the end zone, and prevent them from going out of bounds. Yeah, true. That was the first time they had done that the whole time. But, like like they were just saying, with Pollard, you have a better chance if you want to do that. But that's, again, why you just throw it to the end zone. You don't try to get cute and take anything underneath unless you know for sure, unless you've got like an out route and the throw is to the sidelines. So if he catches it, he's going to go out of bounds on whatever yard line you're throwing it to or it's going to be knocked down or not intercepted. Other than that, and you've got one more play to try to get a touchdown, the fact is if you're not going to do that because of the coverage when you line up, it's real simple to me. You get up to the ball, and I don't know the parlance, I don't know the terminology, but it's real simple. You've got you've got a play called, all right, and it is out routes. It's 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 you know five wide or maybe four wide. You bring in a back to protect if they're going to blitz or or not blitz, but rush more than three or four or five. If not, maybe you can send Pollard out in the slot and let him go run a route. But it's real simple. You line up with a with a course of action. Some outs. Everybody's going to run an out. Maybe one post. Maybe he gets open. And if 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 they if they are if they are guarding the sidelines, fuck it. Everybody go. Kill, kill, kill. Hail Mary time. And you just take a shot at the end zone. It seems so simple to me. So simple to me. Um, I just want more and McCarthy gone. Jerry and Steven gone keep them around if they can't. I don't know. CC said, anything would have been better than ending it like that, even a failed Hail Mary. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. And I don't think any Cowboy fan would have been disappointed. I mean, obviously you'd have been disappointed, but not like that. Not seeing that. That was atrocious. That was absolutely atrocious. Total Dallas, thank you for the $5 super chat. My friend, he said, with half the 49ers playing the sidelines, I would have hit Pollard over the middle and said, go for the end zone on the next to last play. But still, and, and, and again, thank you for your generosity, Total Dallas. Even, I mean, hitting Pollard makes sense. I don't know about over the middle. 
because you got to worry about him getting down. If, if that play takes too long to develop, you don't have enough time to get you and the officiating crew to the line to spike it again, which is what we saw. A slow developing play cost the Cowboys one more shot at the end zone. So it almost has to be, okay, it's 40 yards. We know that the speediest guys in the NFL run can run a 40 in four seconds. Duh. This play should take about six to seven seconds. That means two plays. So line up five wide. Speedy boys go. You throw up the ball. Whatever happens, happens. But that, you have a, we just saw you have a much better chance than just running it up the middle and allowing all 11 Niners to just converge and collapse on you, take you down, and now you're... The slow ass umpire, like, hold on, boys, I'm, I'm coming, I'm gonna reset that football there. Just let me get on up there. And, oh boy, I'm exhausted. Let me see. No, don't do that. That just made no sense. Just made no sense. Speedy boys, <laughs> speedy boys on three, go. Uh, Katie said this shit is coaching and on Dak. Oh, it's a hundred percent coaching more. If the fact that McCarthy let that happen, if that was a play call from more, that's that, that's a failure on both of their parts. He's got that headset on. You can hear him call that bullshit. Oh, house. They are who we thought they were. And we let them win the game. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know. Um, uh, Eric Resenda said, why did CeeDee Lamb have one catch, though? Yeah, it's great. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to catch up on some of y'all's because I knew this was you guys. I'm trying to get y'all's. Let me let me move this out of the way here for a second. Can't see all the chat messages. So. Mormon should have to shouldn't have to work on a Sunday. Okay. If McCarthy actually made that call is for sure him that has to go. McCarthy 100% undisciplined football. Uh Slinky said if Dak scored on that run, Cowboys fans would have said what a great play call. No. No. I I don't know if you know me well enough, Slinky, but I I would have still told you that was a huge gamble. They're so lucky. That's a stupid call. You don't run the ball in that situation. If you're on the 20, if you're on the 15, if you're on the 10-yard line, everybody is compressed, right? The umpire isn't 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. Now, you think about that. The umpire now has to pursue the play, make up the time. He's definitely not as fast as Dak. If you're on the 20 and you run, sure, I'm with you. It's worth a shot if the middle of the field's open. Maybe the 25, but that's about it. That's about it. Um, don't start the conspiracy, Barry. What what conspiracy did I start? Oh, the 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 um the the referee or the umpire? Let me see. <laughs> Total Dallas with the Omaha. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, and they miss two Hail Marys. That's exactly right. Well, also, this has been the Cowboys for the last few years. This is no surprise. I've been preaching this all season. Uh, 
I mean, Dak Prescott is one of the better passers in the NFL. Let's pull up the stats. Uh, NFL stats. Passing leaders, regular season. Dak played in 16 games, so he missed a game. He had 4,449 yards. Hold on, let me pull this out here. This is the Island Boys. Why y'all have me singing Island Boys, damn it? Here you go. Dak Prescott, 4,449 yards. Completed 68% of his pass. Averaged 7.5 yards per pass. 278 yards per game. Had a long of 51. <sighs> Had a QB rating of 104.2, which puts him third in the league behind Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow. He's one of the better quarterbacks. He's one of the better, not just running an offense, but throwing the ball. And it's been like that for three years now, at least. Every time you look up, you're like, damn, Dak is going off. And in that moment, you decide to go, well, let's run it. I mean, this isn't Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. And I get it. Dak is nimble. and But you want to take advantage of his strength. If that's Lamar Jackson, I might I might acquiesce a, a scotch. Not, I'm not going to be like, that's a great play call. But if it's Lamar Jackson or maybe a Josh Allen or some shit like that, maybe they have a better chance of not only being speedy enough to to get to the sideline, but avoid a tackle and get out of bounds. It's just dumb. You took his best asset and took it away from him. This doesn't make sense, man. I just don't get it. Uh, Trick Dark Pookie said, Dak must have been getting plays from the Nickelodeon booth. Damn, that's cold-blooded. That's cold-blooded, famo. Why are you on them Nickelodeon plays? Dak is a regular season quarterback stat hound. I want to see what the box score was. I don't know. Let's see. Scores. Oh, we the island boys. I can't believe y'all have me singing that bullshit. Got that stuck in my head. Dak was 23 of 43 for 254 yards, a touchdown, and an INT. I mean, Garoppolo was 16 to 25 for 172 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. How do you not beat that? I mean, granted, they ran for 170 yards. Dallas defense did not do their part. Elijah Mitchell went off for 96 yards. Debo Samuel was big, both in the run game and the passing game. Derrick Henry, 100% for the season. Okay. I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, okay. Got it. Sure. What does Scott Ho say? Scott Ho said, can we talk about how a billion dollar stadium can't have a fucking blinds or curtains to block out the sun? I feel that though. I, I feel that. What I'm crazy about what I'm, what I, what I don't understand. What's crazy to me. What I don't understand. How the fuck can a punt go off of the scoreboard? Or the the screw the jumbotron of the screen, what? Why is that okay? Raise that some bitch up, add more tilt to it if you need to. But that just seems weird to me. It just seems weird to me. Also, Scott, you're an asshole for bringing that up. 
Uh, if they had, if they hand the, up the ball instead of trying to spot it themselves, they probably get the untimed down. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Dallas, Total Dallas said, what I don't want to hear is slander against my owner. Give him his due for the roster. Yeah. But I'm curious. Do you guys think that McCarthy loses his job over this? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Look at that. Yep. That fourth quarter defensive holding was stupid. Stupid. You're right, CC. Cowboys shot themselves in the foot a lot. Delay a game. Gallimore illegal use of hands. Gregory with the defensive with the uh fourth quarter defensive holding. How do you how do you commit defensive holding? I'm with you. Undisciplined. That's coaching. I, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'd like to see McCarthy gone. I don't know if I necessarily want Dan Quinn as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but I tell you what, there's some pretty good coaches on the market. If you want to be the next, uh, if you want to get back to America's team, you need to get good, young, bright coaches. You need to bring in Brian Flores. You need to bring in... Uh, 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 I tell you who they might want to talk to is that damn OC from the Niners. Have y'all seen this dude? He's like a nerd. He's damn good at what he does. What's up, Christy? How are you, sweetie? Good to see you. That kid from the, that OC, they were making fun of him on like bro Bible and shit, but he's like, they're like, this dude is the smartest dude in the NFL. I don't think he would make a good head coach, but he knows his shit. No, no, Dimata. Oh, God, no. No, Tony Romo would not make a good head coach. No, no, no. Love him in the booth. Don't think he would make a good head coach. Off twice, offsides twice from 94 in the same series. Yeah. Plenty of blame to go around, but I really think this boils down to, after all of that, by the way, after all of the things you guys just mentioned about the, the, the shooting themselves in the foot with all the penalties and everything else, they were still in a position. They were still in it, which was, that's what was crazy to me. You think it's going to be over. He's that short. Remember that? He was that short of the line to gain. And you're just like, oh my God, how many nine lives do this Cowboys have? Probably nine. That's why. Okay. Shut up, Laminac. It just, just, there's so many opportunities. And then you blow all of that, all of that luck. With a dumbass run up the middle from the 40 with 14 seconds. What? If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm throwing shit in the booth and I'm like, come see me in my office. Pack your shit. You got to go. And take Dan Quinn and take Kellen Moore with you. All right, so speaking of coaches, real quick, before we get into the other games, um, the Texans went out and started their coaching search. And this is what I mean. The, the, the Cowboys have an opportunity. You've still got a young Dak. Pollard's emerging as, you, as your lead back, right? You've got CeeDee Lamb is on the come. I like saying that. The 
defense is good with Micah Parsons and and Gregory and Diggs and Vander Esch and you have some opportunities here. You're wasting it with a retread and Mike McCarthy. And so the Texans went out and did some due diligence. The Texans went out and interviewed three head coaches this weekend. And one of them was not named Josh McDaniels. Yes! In fact, there was an article that was released that said that there's really not any interest from the Texans. They haven't sent Josh McDaniels anything yet. That's a good sign, folks. That's a really good sign. And I understand Brian Flores is a former Patriot and he's in the but da, 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 but but at least he went to Miami and proved himself worthy of an interview. And not just the fact that he's in in excuse me, the Patriots organization. A la Gerard Mayo. But the Texans have interviewed Brian Flores, Heinz Ward, and Joe Lombardi. Lombardi's the OC with the Chargers. A lot of folks high on him. A lot of folks really like what he's doing. Heinz Ward, I'm, I'm not sure. I like the interview that they're open to something like that. I just don't think Heinz Ward is ready. I'd like to see him be a coordinator somewhere. Brian Flores, obviously, I love that. Would like to see them uh, pull the trigger on that. I'm a big fan. I'm, I've said it a million times. I am looking for the next Mike Tomlin. And it doesn't mean he's black. He's just a good young head coach. It could be Joe Lombardi. It could be Brian Flores. You know, you want to find the next Kyle Shanahan, the next Sean McVay, the next uh, uh, Mike Tomlin. These are the names you want to try to go out and find. Yeah. Yeah. Ward is at FAU. Wide receiver coach at FAU. Oh, that's cool. Like like your last experiment of bringing in a receivers coach went great. (laughs) Mike Tomlin will be available in two years. Oh, my God. I would fire everybody. Everybody in a heartbeat. Totes would. Dude, Mike Tomlin may spend may spend an, uh, uh, seven minutes as a free agent coach. Seven minutes. If the Steelers ever just let that dude go, he'll, he'll be on the market all of seven minutes. He will have 31 job offers. Okay, 30. The Patriots probably will. That dude will, it's just, yeah. Um, Potch said, I wonder if they're thinking about Heinz Ward for another position. No, I think that Nick Casario has to do something right this time. You brought in David Culley and you appointed him as coaches. This is who you get. You get a holdover from Bill O'Brien's offense because Deshaun liked him and we're trying to keep Deshaun. So that's why we brought you in because you guys got along. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, uh, Tim Kelly, Deshaun liked him and wanted him back. So maybe that'll help us in Curry favor. And we're going to go out and get Lovey Smith for you because Romeo Cornell's wash. Uh, but, but we want to have a guy with a lot of head coaching experience in the room with you so we can tell you all the dumb shit you're doing. And he's in your ear, and he'd be like, Coach, you don't want to do that right now. That's a stupid call as a head coach. Oh, and Nick Casario will be up there in your ear as well. Don't worry about it, David. We got you, buddy. No, you don't. This is so he was given his coaches. And I don't think Nick Casario wants to do that this time. I think he knows you can't do that this time. If you're going to bring in a capable, competent head coach, they're not going to let you pick their staff for them. Any head coach worth his salt is going to want to go down with his guys. Period. 
per it. So whoever it is from that list, whether it's Brian Flores or Joe Lombardi, it's probably not Heinz Ward. That was a that might have been. I mean, and this sounds awful. That just might have been a Rooney Rule thing, and that's how they work in the NFL. Sadly, but whether it's you know Gerard Mayo, which I also think is a mistake. I want to see a dude with some coordinator experience. I want to see a guy with some head coaching experience. But they're going to pick their staff, and I think Nick Casario knows that. You owe them that. You have to let them do that. And no coach, I don't. You're not going to get Brian Flores to take this raggedy ass job and tell him, "Hey, we're going to give you Heinz Ward to be your OC." He's going to be like, "No thanks. I mess with my dude. That's who I want." Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's. I, I don't understand that one. Like, just you can't just pick up random ass names because they were former Texans or you recognize it. You know what I mean? Like, like Heinz Ward or D'Amico Ryan's or yeah, you just can't do that. D'Amico Ryan's has done nothing so far. Virginia about when he said Y House. What has D'Amico Ryan's proven? To me, guys like Brian Flores have proven it. And and the only reason people are even mentioning Gerard Mayo is because somebody in the press mentioned it. And so now all of these radio guys, I promise you, two-thirds of the guys on radio in this town had no idea Gerard Mayo was even a coach, much less that he should be on the blocks and, and interested in a head coaching position. They had to have somebody on Twitter tweet that shit out, and they read it, and they ran with it. Now, it's one thing to just report it. This is who they're looking at. This is who he is. This is what they are. But if you're listening to guys tell you, ah, that should be the guy, it's the same thing with D'Amico Ryans. It'll be the same thing if they said Heinz Ward. But you know what? All of us watched Brian Flores. All of us have seen what Joe Lombardi has done with that offense in San Diego, Los Angeles, Chargers. All of us see what Sean Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels does. Or can do or can't do. Watch the Texans will do the dumbest shit ever. The Cowboys will fire Mike McCarthy, and that'll be the Texans' first call. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think he's a defensive coach being sold because he played here. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's, a, he's isn't he the DC in Philly? Yeah, he's like the he's the Demi Demico Ryan's. He is the. Defensive coordinator. Oh, San Francisco. I don't know why I said Philly. Who is the DC in Philly? Jonathan Gannon. Who the hell? Um, I think the Texans... They're, they're going to interview a lot of names, but I, I think at the end of the day, they have a pretty short list that they know of. I would guarantee you that Brian Flores is the number one name on their list. And to be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with Deshaun Watson. I don't... Uh, it, now, would it surprise me if the Texans think if they bring in Brian Flores, they could keep Deshaun Watson? No. 
It wouldn't surprise me if they did some dumb shit like that because they thought that would work by keeping Tim Kelly and bringing in David Cully and all the other things they did except address the situation, which was ignoring his request to be involved in the hiring of the GM, not getting rid of Jack Easterby, and I don't know, just being the worst-run organization in football. <laughs> so they're probably like, well, we'll bring him in because he's great, but maybe. No, stop the maybes. Stop it. Stop the maybes. Uh, better to stay great than fall off. I don't know what that means. Phil Dallas said, I'd rather be coach shopping than QB shopping. Yeah, that's true. That is true. What's up, Dandy Dan? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Bills DC is being looked at. Uh, Slinky said, Bills DC is being looked at. The Bills have the number one defense this season. There's going to be a lot of names. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of names that get thrown around. There's six or seven coaching positions open. What I what I what I hope that the, the the a lot of these teams, not just the Texans, but a lot of these teams is maybe Joe Judge, bro. Don't stop the retreads, right? This is why the the Cowboys are in the position they're in with Mike McCarthy. I mean, I thought McCarthy was a decent hire, but now we see how well Aaron Rodgers made him look. It's amazing when you have one of the best quarterbacks of all time, how good you can look as a head coach. And there's other guys that you look at and they don't have that luxury. Brian Flores has never had one of the greatest quarterbacks. And he's not like he's won Super Bowls or anything. But fuck, no, excuse my language, nobody thought that the Dolphins would be that good the last couple of years. With Tua and Fitzpatrick? I don't know. It just seems like the right it seems like the right thing to do because he's he's got skins on the wall in, in many in many aspects of it. So okay. Uh let's talk a little more football. We talked Cowboys, Niners. Uh I screwed this up, but let's let's the, the title doesn't match because again, I screwed it up, but well, this Bill's Patriot game wasn't even close. Maybe the most dominant playoff performance I've ever seen. Bills score on literally on every... The only flaw in the Bills game, they almost played a perfect game, was extra points. That's literally the only flaw of their game. They go 47-17. to They beat the New England Patriots. Seven for seven. Seven possessions, seven touchdowns. I think Walt was the one that posted it in the Sports Riot uh, Facebook group. Never been done in the history of football that a team has gone and not punted and not kicked a field goal. Every possession resulted in a touchdown. Ridiculous. Josh Allen is the man right now. Now, here's the crazy thing. They may absolutely go and get beat by the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs are going to be like, you're not going to out-Chiefs us. Because that's what the Bills look like right now. The Bills look like the Chiefs of the last few years. Unstoppable on offense. The difference is I think the Bills might have a better defense than the Chiefs have had in the last four or five years. But the offense just looks absolutely unstoppable. Josh Allen, is this the new Patrick Mahomes? Stop. They're different quarterbacks. But this is a legitimate, well-rounded football team. I showed you. They had the best plus-minus differential in football, which means they had one of the best offenses or one of the best defenses or both because they were scoring more and giving up less than anybody else 
as a whole. And again, I threw in the caveat. Yeah, they had some 40 to nothing games like against the Texans. That'll skew the number a little bit. But you saw this weekend when they played the Patriots, a good offensive team, a really good defense. Patriots might have the best defense in football or had. You can make the case for the Bills. You can make the case for the Patriots. And they couldn't stop them. That is scary. I guarantee you the rest of the NFL watch that game against Bill Belichick and what that offense did and went, oh, shit. They're that good? <coughs> they got folks They got folks a little nervous. That game, that is a statement game if I've ever seen one. And that is a getting hot at the right time momentum, all that shit you want to talk about. Now, it would be just like the Buffalo Bills, four Super Bowls, four losses type shit, the Atlanta Braves of the NFL, to lose to the Chiefs. It's, it'd be such a Bills thing to do. But I'm going to tell you what right now. If the Bills beat the Chiefs, They damn, they damn sure might win the whole thing. They're scary. When they're clicking, they're scary. There's not a lot of teams that can tell you they had the best offense and maybe the best defense in football. But that's absolutely what, what the Bills could, could say. In fact, let me see. Um, what the hell? Mitch, what is going on over here? ESPN. I mean, we've already seen the plus minus, but uh, hey, appreciate you, homie. My dudes grew up on the ghetto boys. Love me some ghetto boys. Potch said full on Bills Mafia. Did you see Fitzpatrick at the Bills game? I did not. That's badass, though. That's super badass. Let's see. Stats. Man, I have so many windows open. I need to close some of these. Close 49ers. Close the Hail Mary PNG. Close the passing yards window. This is probably slowing down my computer big time. By the way, I looked into, some of you were saying that, that Twitch, it, how is Twitch acting for you guys? I'm trying to tweak some of the settings that I have on my end. Uh, just to see if you guys can get a better um, stream out of Twitch. So let me know if that helped at all. Katie said, whatever happened to Eric Bieniemy? Oh, I think he's still a big name. I think he's still a, a big name, but it's weird that he's gone through several iterations now of head coaching searches and not landed a job yet. That's that's a little concerning for me. It makes you wonder, is this past something that they still look at, which would be absolutely ridiculous. They've hired worse. Uh, Joe Pro said, Twitch is fine here and I'm practically on Mars. Okay, good deal. Uh, let's see, team stats. Do that. Need to make this so much easier so that I can. I just don't have it done an easy way. It is what it is. So Bills, right there. Let's look at uh, offensive leaders. Four hundred eighty-two yards a game was the most by any. Oh, that's postseason. No, we want regular season. Get out of here. Four hundred seven yards a game. They were fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Bills were fifth in the league with. 
381.9 yards a game. Cowboys were first. Again, don't understand why if that offense. Cowboys, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers, Bills was your top five. Passing yards a game, Bucks, Cowboys, Chargers. So let's run the ball. Chiefs, Rams, Bengals, Packers, Bills is down there a little bit. Rushing yards per game. Eagles, Colts, Ravens, Browns, Titans, Bills. Bills were up there in both categories. Points per game. Cowboys, Bucks, Bills. So Bills top three is scoring offense in the league. Points allowed per game in the regular season, though, Bills were one. So the Bills were one in defense and three in offense. No one else is making that claim. The, the, the Bucks are the closest. They were a top five defense and points per game. They were second. So the Bucks are the, the second closest. Anybody else in the, in the top five there? And I'm just talking points, the, the shit that matters. The others were Patriots, Broncos, and Saints. And I don't think any of those were on the offensive side of the ball or they would, their ass would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. So Bucks and Bills, that might be your Super Bowl matchup, folks. That might actually be your Super Bowl matchup. And I, I think I would be okay if that was the Super Bowl. Bucks, Bills. I ain't hurt my feelings. What? Oh, Clarence, you're good, homie. Clarence said he's taking his comp tee as, as set. Damn, I'm nervous. Don't be nervous, man. Don't be nervous. Man, I the last time I took a comp tee test was 1998. I used to teach the A-plus class. At C-Trek, I taught the N-plus class at C-Trek. I taught the I-net-plus class at C-Trek. I taught, like, three of those CompTIA uh, courses. Don't be nervous, man. Don't be nervous at all. Okay, uh, one more thing I want to talk about. We didn't get to this last game. We got to, we got the Bills game out of the way. This was the only, just because I made the slide. Again, sorry for the title. I forgot to update it. I should probably just take the title off of these. Not necessary. Um, Bucks absolutely rolled the Eagles. The Eagles had no business being here. Good for them. Congrats, Eagles fans. Go, uh, go shock. And Holly, that's all I know. But um, yeah, that's that was an ass whooping. Man, just it's Brady's just Brady. That's a, that's it. There was a quote, I think it was Bruce Arians, that said, once Tom Brady figures you out, it's over. It's true. It's very true. So, Tampa Bay rolls, beat the Eagles 31-15. to It wasn't a close game. It never was a close game. Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts, you kind of knew how that was going to go. Jalen Hurts, good for the Eagles. They can run the ball. Yay, that's good. But Jalen Hurts is still their quarterback, and I, I don't believe Jalen Hurts is a, is a good quarterback right now. I think he's a good runner of the football. But no, one's, no one fears Jalen Hurts' arm. No one's scared of Jalen Hurts' decision-making. They are scared of his feet. They are scared he's going to take off and run on you. That's it. That's about it. House over on YouTube said it's simple. Would anyone here be saying D'Amico if he wasn't a former Texan? No. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're 100% right. Vrabel's bill of sale wasn't he played here. No. His bill of sale was that he coached here. Uh, but I guess the chat is still arguing over D'Amico Ryan's. PB Dubs and House and all that. So I'll just let that go. 
Uh, the um, Matt uh, Poche said that that net plus test is tough. It's been a, been a hot minute. Been a hot minute. Uh, all right. Oh, let's do that. Now nah, we'll do it tomorrow. It's already four oh two. Of course, I feel like if I leave now, my wife is gonna be like, "You didn't do, you didn't do two hour show." Be like, "Listen, I don't need you judging me, woman." What I need you to do is mind your business. But we'll do the we'll do the uh, now. Nah, let's do the wordle shit now. Let's let's do it. So if you don't have you have you guys heard of wordle? What does that mean? Do you read, fool? What are you talking about? Thanks, Flip. No, we're going to hang out for one more second, Flip. I want to do this Wordle thing for you guys. What do you mean, do I read? Do I read? Yeah, I read. What did I read? What did I miss? What, uh, you, were you talking to me or were you talking to somebody else, Justin? I don't know. 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 Uh, let me close that and close that and close that. And we can close all this mess. Got all my shit done. So if you don't know what Wordle is, it's this new online game. Oh, my bad. I also have a new dance line for you guys. Hold on. Did I, did I delete it? I, I'm going to do dance. You're right. You're right. Uh, my bad, Justin. Shit, go on, player. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me download my dance slide. I want you guys to see my new dance slide. I've spent a lot of time on this goddamn slide. This goddamn. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Uh, but I was like, I got I to gotta start upping the game on the, especially now with this new software that I have. It's it's fancy and it's nice. and I, So I'm trying to do better graphics and stuff. So this is the new dance slide. Uh, it's downloaded. Okay. Oh yeah. The hell? Uh so hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a hot second here. Let me just I just gotta do this real quick. Hold on. Thank you for the reminder, by the way. Uh very much appreciate you, sir. And I did it wrong. All right, you're just getting regular ass dance for now. I'll have to do it tomorrow. Guys, I want to tell you about the best seafood, the best wings, the best low main, the best grilled platters, the best food, in my opinion, uh, of the sea variety. It's dance, seafood, and wings. They got two locations for you. One on the southwest side on South Gaston, one on the northeast side on Uvalde Road. At Dan's on Instagram. EatAdance.com is the website. More importantly, it's made fresh. It's delicious. It's nutritious. Well, I don't know if it's nutritious. The, what I love about Dan's, if I'm being honest with you, is the diversity of the menu, too. You can literally go from wings to lo mein, back to a salad, to baked fish, to fried fish, to bold spicy shrimp. To I mean, just it's... And the crazy thing is, is it's good. It's all good. It's not like, ah, they don't do good wings. No, they have to ask Amos. Ask Amos in the chat. Like Amos, are the wings good? Yes, absolutely they are. Ask uh, ask Cisco if the low main's good. Is the low main good? Yes. Ask my wife Nora, the timekeeper. 
Is the bold spicy shrimp good? The best in the city. She will tell you. She won't eat it from anywhere else. I think if you're a deckhead out there and you haven't tried Dan's yet, I think you're going to absolutely love it. If you're in the city of Houston and you have a hankering for seafood, do yourself a solid. Get your booty on over to Dan's. Like I said, South Gessner on the southwest side, Uvalde on the northeast side. Two locations, same great menu. Whatever you do, guys, please make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. Okay. Now I'll just do that god dang slide later. Oh, it's a little down to say that catfish po' boy. Yeah, I had the shrimp po' boy and really liked it. Uh, Alex said we need a dance up here on the north side. Yeah, well, that's the Uvalde. That's the closest one to me. Shit, I'm in spring and I go to the Uvalde dance all the time. I don't give a damn. I do it. Clarence said I can't wait to put some dance in my mouth. Yeah, man. No, it's not a three-hour Monday. All right, let's do this wordle thing. So Wordle, if you didn't know, it's this new, it's this newfangled, as I, I, I started seeing pictures and tweets about it. I was like, what the hell is Wordle? And I had to ask somebody because I went to whatever the hell the website thing is and I didn't understand it. And basically Wordle is like hangman. This is, everybody's playing this. Now the crazy thing is you have to guess a five letter word of the day. And it's only one five-letter word. This is this is Wordle. This is the Wordle website. So you have to guess the word of the day. And the way this works, so I just Googled Wordle, W-O-R-D-L-E. Because the website is like powerlanguage.co.uk forward slash Wordle. All right? Now, the way this works is you have to guess a five-letter word and it'll tell you, well, let me do this. Here's some examples. So it's like hangman. Like I said, when you spell the word, if the letter turns green, then you have the correct letter in the correct spot. If the letter is yellow, you have the, that letter is in the five letter word, but it is not in the correct location. If it turns gray, that letter is not in the word at all. All right. So it's called wordle. And thems is the rules. You get six guesses. They do one new word a day. And you have to see how quickly you can guess the word. So let's just, I'll show you an example of how you can start here. So let's say we're going to start with the word. Uh, you want to find a word that has five different letters in it, right? So let's say we're going to go with, uh, let's go with bread. So that's my five letter word guess. I'm going with, I'm going with bread. Oh, no, I'm not going with penis, truck driver Pookie. I'm not going with penis. Matt, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you just give it away, asshole? Okay, would you guys grow up and stop making me spell penis? On the, and then you got this fucking asshole just giving away the word. Jesus Christ. I can't have any fun on this show. You guys always got to ruin it. So, well, we now know it's grape, for fuck's sake. You said you did it, asshole. You knew it was grape the whole goddamn time. Watch. I'm going to spell grape. Oh, no, it can't be because the A's not there. Never mind. <laughs> it's not grape. But what we know, what we know. Oh, see, I thought, okay. All right. You raggedy bitch. Well, I saw the R and the E. I was like, this some bitch done throwed out grape. Idiot. <laughs> 
I was a little quick on the I'm a little quick on the draw there. That's my bad. All right, so uh, let's see. It's it's got an R and an E in it. So maybe it's uh, let's see. We know it doesn't have a B an E or an A, or I mean a B an A or a D in it. But it's got an R and an E. Maybe it's uh. I got all but one letter. Two more guesses. What are you talking about? Oh, I got you, got you, got you. So you're actually doing it. My word on Saturday was kinky. Does everybody get the same word or do you get a different word? Giver. Okay, let's try giver. Let's try it. Let's see. G. Okay, what the hell's going on here? I'm going to pull up the. Here we go. G I V E R. Nope, but there is an I in it. Well, it won't be liver. So the I, so the E and the R are still not in the same spot. It can't be river, so it's not going to rhyme. It's not bread. It's got an I in it. Oh, everyone does get the same word? Okay. Oh, reply was a good guess, but... Oh, let's try there. T-H-E-I-R. Well, no, because the R can't be last because it's yellow. So there's an R, but it's not the second letter or the last letter. And the E isn't the... third or the fourth letter and there's an i in there whoa man and there's also not a g b v a or d in there it ain't got no d let's see is it uh, i'm gonna say there's gonna be an l in there l e and there's no a Let's see, what are the vowels? U is the only vowel left. Oh, an O. Mm, I is in the wrong place. Yeah, I know, but there's an I in there. L-I-A. No, it's not. No. This game is like the Cowboys' fourth quarter. Shut up, Flip! <laughs> no, I don't want to hit Bredder. No, it's not Bredder. That's six, that's six fucking letters. Robert, you dumbass. You're throwing out six-letter words? Wordle is a six-letter word. Okay, Rob. Rob's high, you guys. Rob's just out here throwing out. Wordle is a six-letter word. Wordle means five-letter word in German. I don't know. Let's see. L-E. No, maybe P-E. I don't know. Uh, P, it's not P R P E. Oh, maybe it's no, it's not P R. I was going to say maybe it's prime P R I M E, but no. Weird is a good one. Joe pro. That's true. Are the Cajun, uh, could get weird. W E I R D. Oh, there you go. W E I R D. Oh, Joe Pro cracked the cow. Fuck. <gasps> we got it, though. We got the I and the R in the right spot. Now we got to get where's the E at? I think the E is last, right? So maybe it's a T something. I R E. So what is it? I R E, right? So. Pfft. 
I'm trying to figure out what letters S. You think there's an S in there? Shire? You think it's Shire? S H I R E. Let's just try it. Oh! Let's go! Come on! Well, that really sucked, though. That took me forever. Took me forever. So there you go. That's Wordle. That is Wordle. And I am out of here. Good times. All right, 414. I did exactly two hours. Want to hear from none of y'all raggedy bitches. Look at that. Even saved the... Got the time on the clock. Nora can't talk shit now. No, she can't. Hey, guys. Good times. Enjoy the game tonight. Rams cards. Go team. Thanks for being here. Philip, buddy, we love you, man. I'm thinking about you for sure. Uh, see you tomorrow. Joel, love you, buddy. Thanks for being here. Until tomorrow. Do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. Most importantly, love each other. See you tomorrow. Enjoy the game.